Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast for 2020. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And this is an exciting episode for us because we started our podcast in 2020. We started our podcast about a week before COVID hit and we survived. We're still here, still living to tell the tale. We're a little battered, <laughs> as we all up. are. I think, yeah, I think uh, the collective whole is feeling a little battered. Yes, I think so. I think so. And um, the only way I have found to sort of not feel that way is to retract from everything that's going on and just put my head down into what we're doing here, into what my super local community is doing here and just yes. put my blinders on. Don't look, don't, don't look at the news. Don't read the paper. It literally makes no difference. So just walk away. Uh, it's funny that you say that you used, I just said like those exact words to someone last week. Put Ooh, your blinders you, on. What are you going to do? I'm just, what are you going to do, you know, going forward or whatever? I'm like, I'm just going to put my head down. Yeah. Put your <laughs> head down. I, yeah. Just going to put my head down. Yep. So I think that's, that's great. It. And with we're going to gather and no together. jumpers. Exactly. Right. We're going to gather together with our fellow homemakers all around the world, which is you listeners. You guys have changed our world this year. And we are so thankful for that. When we started this podcast, I think secretly, Angela and I just wanted to be able to talk uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to be able to tell our husbands, no, this is for work. We started a new business. It's a business. This is, this is real. <laughs> Look, we have a microphone. Yes, that's right. And headphones. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, very quickly, this podcast was the number one rated home and garden podcast in the United States, which is... That's insane. Yeah. And really we should, high we in the be UK. number one in anything. <laughs> probably not. probably <laughs> Let me reposition my chair here. <laughs> yeah. That is probably a bad idea, but um, very high, like in the UK. And mm -hmm. I think the worldwide aspect of the show, I wasn't ready for. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't really. I just wasn't thinking, oh, people yeah. in Norway will listen and people in Scotland will listen. And I just Australia, you know, I just wasn't. Yes. A, and it's amazing. I think it's amazing that they found the podcast. I think it's amazing. I mean, homemaking is one of those things that is true for everybody around the world where mm -hmm. there are people living. There are homemakers. And we sort of set out to start this podcast with this idea that homemaking is a mindset. And so you don't need to have a farm. You don't need to have six kids. You don't need to want to cure your own bacon or any of these things to be a homemaker or be a stay at home mom. I mean, we or had be the, a stay at home mom. The episode where we made it clear we're all homemakers. Yes, exactly. We have to repeat that because some people are like, I don't have a farm. No, you don't. And you don't have to because homemaking is going to look different for you. It's going to look different for me. It's going to look different for Angela. And that's what makes this so beautiful is we get to gather together we get to talk. You guys have emailed. You've messaged us on Instagram. Um, you've shared your stories with us this year. And it's just such a sparkle in a mm -hmm. very dark world. And we are so grateful for you if we haven't told you that lately. We are. I think it, I think it's um, it's been a huge comfort. It's been a comfort for me uh, to to start something new and to see people respond to it. And then to hear from the audience just based on how banged up we're all feeling what a comfort it has been to tune in twice a week and to feel like you're chatting with friends you know and our like our fangirl calls that we do like people are getting to know each other mm -hmm. we have our discord server people are talking even without us yes i'm, I'm gonna need the cough button i don't ready? have a cough button Stu, mark it <laughs> please <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Okay. Much uh, better. Yes. If you would like to join in on that Discord server that we have, and if you'd like to join in with our fangirl calls, we have one coming up next week. Uh, is that right? Next week or the week after? 
It's I next just, week. I just nope, show up when Angela tells me to. But yep, this is for basically our, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> this is for our fangirl patrons. We're so grateful to all of you who have gone to patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic and joined in in showing your love for the podcast and joining in with that homemaking community because that's what I have found. You know, we run our cooking community and people always talk about their one of their most favorite parts about it is the community that they connect with Mm -hmm. all around the world. And here's what I'm making. And how do you do this? And what should I substitute for this? And what would you pair with this? And, you know, it's proof that we need each other. And this is our little teeny pocket of the internet where we get to hang out and be with each other. And it's very special. So, yes. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast because Shay is referencing our fangirl call. So we will send you a private link. And we'll all hang out on screen together like the Brady yes. Bunch. Yep. Yes, it is straight up like the Brady Bunch. It is. Only yep. with dry farm wines. Yes. <laughs> and some bubbly. Yes. And Might on that well. note. Let's do it. Nope. Cue. My computer's like, nope. Doink. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> no wine three. for you. <laughs> Cue the there wine we music. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I have the pleasure of sharing what I am sipping in the last wine segment for 2020. See ya. 2020. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast that is sponsored by Dry Farm Wines. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. This is your online wine supplier. Wine shipped right to your door. So you don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to try and guess which bottles are good or which one comes from, you know, a really fun small family-owned winery because Mm. all of Dry Farm wines are just that. These are old world wines, wines that would never see the light of day really otherwise. But Dry Farms brings them to life. They import them and then we get them shipped to our door, which is what we love to do. So you can choose based on how much wine you drink. If you'd like three, six, nine, or 12 bottles a month, you can choose to do all red wines if you'd like. You can choose to do all white wines or a mix of both. I do the both and the bubbly and then the bubbly again because because bubbly because bubbly (laughs) I love sparkling wine I really do it's like it's like (laughs) see your face you're like let me tell ya (laughs) it's like kombucha and wine had a baby uh okay That's not really what I think of when I drink champagne or sparkling wine, but okay. 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 Well, I am not drinking a sparkling wine today, but I am drinking a white wine. And, um, you know, I started this wine segment with really terrible French pronunciation, and I'm not ready to let that go yet. Just stay there, Shay. Just, <laughs> I'm going to hold stay. it out for at least Some one more season. Some do not need to be improved upon. <laughs> and your French is one of them. And all our French <laughs> listeners are going, no, no. <laughs> Please, I beg you. Okay. This is a Chardonnay. It's a French Chardonnay. Okay. And, um... <laughs> La Ronde Blanche. Ronde <laughs> Every word sounds the same. I love it. R. <laughs> La Ronde Blanche. Wait, can I see it? Please. R O N Z E. La Ronde. <laughs> okay. How would you say that? R-O-N-Z-E. Why does every word in French have to have an R in it? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I say it, they're just going to laugh at me too. (laughs) Yeah. La Ronde Blanche. Yes. There you go. Um, (laughs) But what I love about it is that's the wine, but do you see this big Dupre? Yeah. That's the Vigneron. So that's the guy who makes the wine. His name is... Jean-Michel Dupré. Hmm. Hmm. Did I nail that? And this is from the Beaujolais region of France. Okay. Okay. So it's 100% Chardonnay. So um, if we haven't, if you guys are new to the podcast, when you look on the back of a dry farms bottle of wine, you'll notice that the alcohol percentage is way lower than than wine you normally will see at the store. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's the case is because... In order to qualify to be a dry farm wine, 
they cannot add sugar or commercial yeast. And so most wineries will add a bunch of sugar and a commercial yeast. And that's what gives you more alcohol in your wine. And mm-hmm. they do that because it will store for a lot longer. And so. And be also, more consistent, you know, like, you right. know, like you're just really grocery store yellowtail or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. each bottle tastes the same. And so they do that to like make a real consistent palate. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the grapes, you know, they vary from year to year. Right. I often think about dry farms as like the sourdough of wine where it's all <laughs> a little bit magical. What? Yeah. I'm just laughing. It was all the fermentation. It's like kombucha and wine at <laughs> a baby. And then like their <laughs> uncle was sourdough and... <laughs> I give up. <laughs> but it's true. I made something with commercial yeast the other day because I was trying out a recipe and I was just like, this is so easy. <laughs> like you put in a pinch and your bread triples in size in 20 minutes. And it was just right. like, oh, forget it. This is ridiculous. <gasps> it's yes. This wine is not that way. It's so special to me. And this Chardonnay is so good. I know it's really easy to just think winter red Mm -hmm. but there is a really beautiful place like that that four o'clock hour when you're making dinner and you just want to have a nice glass of wine something just light very easy to drink not overly sweet at all this is a perfect chardonnay for that serve chilled did you then have it with a particular dish i had it with cheese okay Cheese. Any questions? <laughs> no, because cheese. <laughs> because cheese. I bought myself, I say that a lot on this podcast, I bought myself a Christmas present. <laughs> oh my God. And it was a two pound wedge of Parmigiano Reggiano. And there you go. I sit and eat it and drink Chardonnay and I don't need judgment from anybody. Okay. In fact, I'm eating cheese right now. <laughs> None here. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Three bottles, six bottles, 12, whatever you want. I was going to say something else too, but I don't remember. Oh, most of you are probably listening to this in the gap week. And no matter what, a lot of you are thinking about being healthier next year. So this goes under the duh factor right here. Dry farm wines, healthier. Okay. So my trim healthy mama's paleo, keto, Wanting to just have less sugar because of COVID even. Just like give your immune system a break, but you still want to drink wine. Dry Farm is for you. In fact, I heard from a listener the other day who um, her she's experiencing uh, thyroid inflammation. And so she's been doing a lot of research and she reached out. She's like, oh my gosh, I just read this whole article on thyroid inflammation and changes that women can make. And at the very end, it was like, and if you have to drink wine... Drink dry farms. So <laughs> fabulous. There you go. That's amazing. You're and if you can't get dry farms in your state, have it shipped to your local liquor store. That's a little workaround for you. Yep. Okay. Where, where there is a well, there is a Chardonnay. Yes, so. that's right. Okay. On Monday's episode, you guys, uh, I was a little bit under the train and I won't pretend like everything's in order, but I got to say what we're going to talk about today. This is my cup of tea. I could do this all day. So if you're listening, like actually, like while you're making Christmas dinner yeah. and it feels a little ahead of the gun, we're sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're just, we're forward thinkers. We are, we're doers. Yeah, we're doers. But we assumed most people would be listening in the gap week. So let's do this. Okay. Um, today's episode of the podcast, you guys, is brought to you by my very own Elliot Homestead Cooking Community. Yay. So a lot of you have expressed, expressed, it's the cheese in my mouth. I can't help it. A lot of you have expressed interest in joining our cooking community and we would love to have you cook.theelliothomestead.com. If you're not familiar with what this is, it's where I create five whole food recipes every month. You can either do a digital membership where those recipes will be delivered to you digitally in our special private members only area. Or you can choose a physical shipping membership, which means that I will actually ship the printed recipe cards to you. And on top of that, we do a big Q&A session every month with all of our cooking community members. We do an hour long instructional video where I cook through the dishes with you. And then, of course, we have a private community, which is where all the action happens. 
We do giveaways. We do conversations. People ask questions. So if you need inspiration in the kitchen, if you're looking to learn how to cook with Whole Foods or you just want to hang out with other home cooks that inspire you, then visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. And I will say too, you have this week to join and get the last two years of recipes and videos for free. So you get two Mm. years worth of content for free, but that's just for this week only. As of January 1st, that all goes into a little private vault for all the members who joined during this period. And it'll start over again this January. So we'd love to have you. Cook.TheElliotHomestead.com. That is great. Talk about goals. I know. Goals for the new year. Exactly. Learn to cook, baby. Mm -hmm. And... I think you probably need better rest. And so for that, you need to head over to AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Thank you so much to American Blossom for sponsoring the show all year. Use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 and get yourself a set of sheets that's going to last a lifetime. In our first season, we talked about better, not more. Don't keep buying sheets. Don't keep buying them every two years. Just get one beautiful set of Texas-grown organic cotton. They get softer with every washing and they are woven to last a lifetime. That is the intention of this fine, fine company that I think you will fall in love with as much as Shay and I have. We've got uh, American Blossom all over the house yep. at this point. Listen, I've yeah. got one more kid to go. I'm on <clears throat> three of the twin beds. I got one more to go. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So AmericanBlossomLinens.com. And use the coupon code because you are a savvy Homemaker Chic podcast listener. Homemaker Chic 20 for 20% off. That's more. That's, that's a, a bigger discount, actually, than you can get anywhere on these linens. Mm-hmm. So do that. Do that. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Again, disclaimer. <clears throat> so sorry, Christmas crowd. So sorry. Enjoy your holiday. Eat your Yule log, open your presents, but we are, we're kind of going to go into January a little bit. So if you're not oh ready gosh. for that, if you're not ready for that, just shut off this episode and come back in a couple days. Okay. I have to just do like a little side, a little rabbit trail here. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Dang it. I need a cough button. I have a frog. There is no water on my desk. Um, <laughs> but is there wine? <laughs> no, there isn't. There's nothing. <clears throat> Um, I went down this little rabbit trail last night. Speaking of Yule Log. And again, with the one-liners from Christmas Vacation. Oh, I can't. They're right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, men in Kilts. Three Have words. you watched it? No, it's not out yet. Okay. I was like, wait a okay, second. No, don't panic. <laughs> okay. But I found this video. Okay. I think it comes out like January 6th, January 9th. Okay. I I don't know. I can't wait because I'm going to, in the gap week, I'm going to polish off clan lands. I'm going to read the book. Yes. And uh, I really can't wait. But they have this, there's a video on YouTube and it's, um, it says men in kilts and it's, it's a Yule log. So it shows the beautiful, this beautiful fireplace, like the arrangement. I'm like, can I have a custom fireplace like that? Gorgeous. And I'm just watching it like, like a nerd waiting for something to happen. The fire is just burning. Oh, yeah. It's just beautiful. And finally, I'm like, wait a minute. So I take the little red ticker and I like cue it forward. And at one point, the camera pans out and it's Sam and Graham (laughs) sitting there. And they're just like reading a book. Graham is trying to read a a map. They're drinking whiskey. And then it goes back to the fire. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, are we going to do this again? I'm going to just sit here like a fool again. (laughs) So then I cue it like almost all the way. It's an hour. (laughs) So then I cue it like it's an hour. (laughs) Listen, I don't even know. I don't even need to watch that because I have two Scots upstairs constantly drinking scotch sitting by the fire. fire. Oh my gosh. So I queue all the way to the end and I'm like, oh, they're there again. And they're they're a little funny. And there's no talking. They don't even talk. That's the best. Like, no one so needs this is to th- talk. Stop. Can everyone talking. just stop? listen to me? I'm like, stop talking. We get to talk. <laughs> but we no, have microphones. But nobody else. <laughs> nobody else. I saw a great meme with Graham and Sam. So Graham McTavish and Sam Hewn is who we're talking about actors. They're just two very fun Scotsmen. They obviously are bosom buddies. 
But it said, "Have you've heard of Elf on the Shelf, but have you heard of Sam on the Gram? And it's like a shrunken Sam Hewn on Graham's <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> it was really funny. You know, they're just so fun because they have so much joie de vivre. And they're just like, you can see they're very kind, yeah. passionate people. And I don't follow a lot of people. I follow them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Graham's the only person from Outlander that I do follow. I just so enjoyed his stuff. I mean, he just... I just like his face. I saw some people. You just like their face. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. How fun. I can't wait. Well, I haven't yet jumped into the next Outlander book. I'm emotionally healing still. Wait, wait. She's going to give a spoiler. No, I'm not. If this is the first time you've listened, just be careful when (laughs) Shay starts talking about Outlander. I'm not going to spoil anything. I just, I am having to emotionally recover. You guys have to understand. I took a three, like what? Three year hiatus. A three year hiatus. (laughs) At one point, I'm very sensitive. (laughs) Emotionally. (laughs) Something happened when I got pregnant with Georgia. I did not used to be this way. And then I remember watching a movie after I got pregnant with her and it was like, I just came undone. And it was like, I was experiencing my emotions for the first time and it's never gone away. I mean, I joke. That happened to me. You have to be careful. uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That, yeah, that happens. I don't know if it's just because you, when you become a mother, you have a, you, I'm not saying that you can't get this perspective elsewhere, but there's a different perspective on life and death and fragility. Fragility. We're so good at this job. I am. I'm so good. I just year need a practice. bloody drink of water and there is no one around in my house. <laughs> I will eat some cheese for you because people like oh, to yeah, hear people help. eat cheese in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about goals for okay. 2021. Now, I know not everybody is a goal person. And I know not everyone's like New Year's resolution. That doesn't really do that much for me. But because I am a forward thinker and I am a doer, I always love to have the next set of things on the books. Like, here's here's what I'm doing. Here's where I'm going. Because otherwise, I am like a spastic puppy. And I'm just like, (laughs) and I just go everywhere, a thousand different directions. And so I have to have the next step set up so that I know what I'm doing. I can stay focused. So when we got the email that was like, please tell me how you set goals. Do you do it personally? Do you do it through your family? Do you set farm goals, business goals, work goals, whatever it may be? Talk about it. Oops. And I'm getting excited flipping papers. Um, (laughs) Stuff flying. How do you do it? So let's talk about that. And then let's talk about what's going to look like for 2021. I (sighs) hardly thought about it. Okay. Okay. Well. It's been I'm fun. a Christmas person, remember? <laughs> you get 24 hours and then I'm jumping down your throat to join me. You know, me. I'll think about it. You know, I I actually, people get like really, um, I don't know, self-righteous isn't the right word, but you know, like I don't do resolutions. Mm-hmm. I don't like the word resolutions. I'm like, what is the big deal? I like that like, voice. Can you do, do that more? Do you like that? I don't like resolutions. Nobody ever keeps them. I'm above that. <laughs> That's everything <laughs> I needed to hear right now. <laughs> of course, nobody keeps them. That's not the point. That's not the point. What is so bad about just having 10 minutes where you freaking think you can do better? <laughs> like, don't be on my parade. I just want 10 minutes. <laughs> Where I think I can do better. Is that so bad? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so eloquent. <laughs> it's so true because but then but then it's also that thing where you look back over time and you're like, oh, the last 10 years of those failed goals, they still mm-hmm. get you further down the road. That's exactly the point. I did. I, I think I did like a YouTube on this. Like, who cares if you bomb? Yeah. You got f- further. You got further down the road. It's not rocket science. Yeah. You can sit like a sloth and do nothing and have no personal ambition, no 
quest for anything, just like, oh, I don't do resolutions. <laughs> or you can do them and yes. you can fall flat on your face by the 10th or by March yeah. or what, two o'clock <laughs> on yeah. the first, whatever. And you... So what? You took a step forward. Well, we got an email from a listener a couple of months ago, turns out. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say weeks, not like, no, nope, it was months. <laughs> Just be honest, Shay, was it was honest. months ago. <laughs> it was a couple months before I read it. But it was basically saying, encourage me because the cow's dry and we can't get her bread. The ferments uh, went all moldy. You know, like all these yeah. things happen. The chickens got into the garden or whatever. And I was just like, sister, failure, <laughs> I get <laughs> You want to yeah. talk failure? I could talk that all day, all day long. No mm-hmm. question. But you got a cow and you know how to make ferments, you know, and those things, right. they take time, but you're still that much further down the road than somebody who hasn't even started. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that needs to be your path. I'm just saying <sighs> cheese making is the perfect example. Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say that. I cut open my first cheese last night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. There's so much I want to say about this. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Sorry. Tell me what it tastes like. Well, it's called salt, Angela, and it's a key ingredient in cheese making. <laughs> I cut it open and it was like, I'm trying to be cheese. I'm trying so hard down here on the countertop to be cheese. You just didn't give me all the tools. <laughs> Freaking cheese. <laughs> and my oh. husband, bless his heart, he's like, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> You're and killing me today. You're just killing me. <laughs> the thing is, okay, so sometimes I'm just like a little slow on the draw, okay? I feel like I'm a really sharp person, but there are some things I do that are so Dumb, where I just don't think. And I told you I had this epiphany. I bought like cheese wax because you said that your cheese was tasting like beeswax. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm just going to buy me some cheese wax. Not even a thought into what's in cheese wax. I order it. I do a few cheeses. Then I'm sitting around one night like reading something and I see the word paraffin and I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? Like, did you think that was like all natural cheese wax? (laughs) Why did you think you could order this brightly colored goop off of the Internet and cover your cheese in it? And that that was going to align with all your dumb food convictions. So I think Joel, bless his heart, like he will eat Walmart cheese. He loves really good cheese, but he will just go to the gas station and get a brick of cheddar. Okay, Mm -hmm. bless his heart. Yeah. And I think he was appreciating the cheese because it had that taste that like <laughs> the gas station, taste. gas station, paraffin wrapped in paraffin. OK, taste. OK. And well, like there is no way you are truly appreciating this as a cheese. You you just taste something familiar <laughs> and it's not salt. Like, <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. I don't mean to be giggling. But that's so funny. <laughs> Every time, every time that I've opened a cheese that I've made, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) what? It's just everyone gives me the, I can't. (laughs) Your face is the color of your sweater. Everyone, I know, I know. Everyone always gives me this like, really sweet barely barely smile and they're just like it's good good, mom it's great it's good mom but oh my goodness but you have to understand there's hours oh my god behind each barely smile i know aged for four months and they're just like oh what kind of cheese is this mom <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Just Only so, because, but then we I got this think, cheese delivery the other day, okay. and I oh, ate no. it, and it was like the most amazing cheese I've ever had. It's actually a Wisconsin cheese, and it's supposedly the best cheese being made in America right now. So I ordered some. 
of course. And um, I okay. ate it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And my brother-in-law, not meaning anything by this, was like, is this kind of what you're... Like, is this the kind of cheese you make? Is this what yours tastes like? <laughs> she just goes, not quite. <laughs> Covering the mic so I don't shatter anybody's eardrums. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh, why are failings? There could be so frustrating and they can just be so funny. And you know what? The worst part is I just yeah. keep making cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep making it. <laughs> My kids are like, how much cheese are you going to make, mom? I'm like, well, I don't know. Look at how cool it looks sitting here. Oh. <laughs> it looks so cool. I know. Until it starts to go bad, and then you end up just throwing away trash bags of cheese, and you're like, oh, great. There's 17 <laughs> days of work. bombs. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so one of my... Gosh. I don't eat cheese. <laughs> I'm trying to stop. <laughs> not. I'm not trying to stop eating cheese. I'm trying to stop laughing. Okay. What is the thing we said about this podcast? We are not going to be those annoying, giggly weirdos. And you said that. Oh. I was like, we're going to laugh. <laughs> oh, it's just so funny. Uh, the harder things are, the funnier they are in a weird, mm-hmm. twisted, demented kind of a way. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things that I would really like to work on in 2021 is making cheese. better cheese better cheese you know here's the problem like for all the 99.9 percent of our listeners that are not cheese makers they're not listening anymore they're gone (laughs) uh you don't know until months later Oh, yeah. It's not like a cake or something where you get done and you're like, oh, well, okay, I should have turned the pan halfway through the 35 minutes of baking or like where you can like look back and technically analyze what you've done. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like I I did two months worth of cheese before I realized Mm -hmm. that I was eating my first one and I realized you cannot dress these with beeswax. It makes the cheese taste like beeswax. Mm -hmm. But then that's two months in already. You know, so I've got seven loaves of cheese that are mediocre at best. I've been like grating them and sneaking them into like refried beans and like stuff where you don't have to taste. It doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't taste good. Yeah. It doesn't taste like a like I want it to taste. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my stars. Oh, I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard, especially that was funny. something frustrating. <clears throat> so that's on my list this year. And of course, there's always a million garden goals. So to answer her question, I set personal goals for myself, but then we also set goals as a family. And I think this is important because we all, you know, we have our motto, Team Elliot. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. on the same team here. And I find that We can make so much more progress with actually less work when we're going towards the same goal. Because there's just so much less time going back and forth about what do we need to do today? Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And so if we just go like this is the year of X, Y, Z and here are our three priorities that tends to do much better for our family. Are you guys Mm -hmm. the same way? Uh, yeah, the thing about our family is I think we just fall off the wagon, like, and I guess everybody probably does, but I got to have something visual front and center. I mean, you know, I came from like a family meeting, sort of a family, you yes. know, like family meeting. I don't think we do enough of that. And I, maybe it's because I have some children there that are at the age of like complaining <laughs> when they hear the family meeting call. And so I just, yeah. Don't really want to, but I need, um, we set, you know, like we do like a, an annual goal and then a quarterly one. Yes. Or, or quarterly motto or something like that. And, um, I feel like 
as a family, we need to sit down intentionally and just say like, how are we doing? Are we on point? How do we all feel about this? You know, I feel like we Mm -hmm. need to get, I feel like now my next move in this area of homemaking, you know, we're always talking about skilling up on this show is to remember to keep a pulse on the situation. Yes. And I think for the family, didn't we talk about this earlier in the season where it was like 30 days is actually a good amount of time because you do tend to go off the rails. You just get Mm -hmm. lazy. It's like I've made every chore chart in the world and they were great and they're amazing and they filled a void that we needed and they addressed something Uh that we needed. But if you don't do it proper... (laughs) Well, I just think there's so many variables. I think it's really, you know, I'm like a like laser focused, you know, personally, I'm pretty aggressive and I have to be mindful not to vomit that all over my family. Oh, yeah. All day, every day, because I could easily do that and do. Um, Oh, crud. What was I just saying? It just like totally poof escaped. Oh, there's so many uh variables so you can make the chore chart you can get the junk drawer organized yeah you know yeah whatever but um then somebody comes for a visit yeah or three of you get the flu or you know whatever you know there's like these things that are natural parts of life big or small that are injected into your goals or agenda or whatever as a family and for me this is where i get then I get off track. And so I need to remember like, okay, after mom leaves, grandma leaves, then we're going to regroup, sit down together. Okay. Remember, you know, like family meeting, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. I think that would be really helpful for, for my family. Yeah. We actually used to do, I have a family meeting chart if you'd like it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll give it to you. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. (laughs) We used to do family to do list family meetings every Sunday night. It was like, this Mm. is the first day of the week. We've worshipped. We've rested. Now, Mm -hmm. here's what's coming up this week because stuff changes, like you said, so quickly. And so maybe it's a butchering week, you know, or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a week where grandma's coming to visit. And so it was just a chance to be like, hey, kids, here's what's going on. So our priorities are going to be X, Y, Z. And we're going to do this on this day and this on this day. We're going to have this family over for dinner on this night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you have children who like to know what the plan is some kids really like to know they're comforted really like to know yeah by knowing yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um so we haven't actually done that in a while but it was great because we actually used to have this prayer sort of cycle that we would go through and so each family meeting we would pray for something in particular Mm -hmm. um and so it was a great time for us just to get on the same page as a family because i think you have your year goals you have your quarterly goals you've got Mm-hmm. This week, we need to X, Y, Z. And so laying that out just is really helpful. In fact, that's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I sit down with this little notebook I have and I write down like, what are the three most important things that I address today? And mm-hmm. just putting them down when you're like, this is the most important thing, even if it's just homeschool. Right. Homeschool is the most important thing today. After that's done, you can do laundry. After that's done, you can go record your podcast, mm-hmm. you know, and so just prioritizing for the day. Right. Right. Um, can be a really great goal. Do you have any um, super fun goals in mind for the next year? Um, you know, last year, my for OK, so gardening is my main hobby, I suppose you call yeah. it personal passion. Um, so last year, my goal I think I told you I was like, I'm going to be my best gardener this year. And so that worked out very well. It was a really good year. I still dropped the ball on some things. We joked the other day about letting Dahlia tubers shrivel up because it's apparently so hard to pack them up for the winter. But I made a lot of good strides in my garden. And this year, what I'd like to do in my garden is I'd like to just clean up the loose ends. Like... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some loose ends. There's about six of them. And six of them? You know what I mean? I like keep, big ones. I keep my garden like my pond, so perfectly tied. My DIY tied. pond that leaks, you know, like, you know, what'd you say? I said, I keep my garden so tight, perfect. It's just forget so it. perfect. Yeah. Um, so that that's on my goal list is to just like critically look at my garden 
and like a grown up prior make a priority yeah. list. Like, yeah. My brother in law is here right now. And one of the projects that I'm having him do while he's here, because we can do it in the winter, is extending this little eating outside area that we have. And it's sort of hard to explain, but there's like a flat area where we keep our barbecues and outside chairs. And then off that flat area is like a four foot little hill. And it goes down to my greenhouse gardens. And right now that four foot little mm-hmm. hill is just covered in grass. So this last year it was like a backdrop of grass and weeds. And it really bothered me because I put all this work into my greenhouse gardens. And then you just have this horrible weedy patch behind it. So he's going to extend that flat area and then backfill it with gravel so that that grassy hill will be covered. And it's like those kind of loose ends where you're like, this makes my job so much easier, actually. It actually Mm -hmm. takes work off of my back to have something like this done rather than trying to weed, Mm -hmm. quote, weed a weedy hill. (laughs) Like you can't pull everything out. You're just managing destruction at that point. Mm -hmm. And so there's a few. I totally know what you're talking about. I was teasing, obviously. Um, Yeah, there's just a few few dumb things. things And I kind of just keep going to them like that, like weeding a weedy hill. I'm like, no, my time is extremely, my time is extremely valuable. (laughs) And uh, I can't keep doing that. Like I have to address this problem. Exactly. And close the door. Yeah. That's what always gets me about goals is when you have them and you're like, I need to do X, Y, Z. It actually, it's work to get those things done. And Mm -hmm. yet it ends up being less work. Yeah. In the long run. That's my personality. I would rather just grunt through something so that the rest of that area of life is easier. Yeah. Yeah. Our joke is Mm -hmm. we work harder, not smarter, because there have been so many things in building our farm. Gosh. Where it's like, well, we can't afford to do it this way or we can't. We're not going to wait for six months to do it that way. And so instead, we're just going to push through and do it. And then it's going to be wrong and we're going to have to fix it. In fact, just yesterday, we fixed our chicken run, which was not right from the beginning. But we decided to sit with it for three years, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we have these grand dreams. Like I dream of having a little bit more property where we could have an event barn where I could have a kitchen for my cooking community stuff that's away from my house. So it's not so invasive on my family's space in our very small Mm -hmm. house. Um, mm-hmm. or having a place to for the reeds to sleep when they come. Hello. Yeah. So I have these dreams of these things like this, but it dawned on me actually late this year. I was just like, who who do you think you are? What business do you have spreading yourself further when you still have things you need to take care of well here? Mm-hmm. And I know that's true for us. And I know that that's true for a lot of our listeners because we get emails all the time from people who are in rental houses or they're in military right. families and military housing or they're in an uh-huh. apartment or they're stuck in a full time job that they don't like or whatever it is. And um, our initial response it, when we feel that pinch and that pressure is to move away from the pressure. Right. Instead of saying, OK, what is the pressure doing? And for 2021, I would really love to get to a place where I'm not just trying to change my situation so that I'm more comfortable or that things are easier for me, but rather Mm -hmm. this is where we're at. Now, how do we cross all the T's and dot all the I's and do this really well? Mm -hmm. Dig out the dark corners, brush down the cobwebs, you know, patch things the way they need to be fixed, like actually deal with those things and not just run to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Are you asking me? Sort of. <laughs> <clears throat> That's my goal. As I'm making my goal list, yeah. I'm not thinking massive. This is 2021 for me is the year sort of tucking in and really taking right. account of what's here and how we can do what's here better. So mm-hmm. um, one of the big projects I'm taking on this next year is I'm building a brand new market garden up in what is currently my sheep pasture. And the reason that I'm doing this is because I really want to be able to photograph it better and to share it with people because I know there's a lot of people who want to know how to grow things. And yeah. I'm not the best grower, but I at least know what I'm doing 
for the most part with most of the vegetables I'm growing now. And I want to be able to share that with people. And so I needed to get it into a place where I could be there and photograph it and video it and share it with people. And um, same kind of thing. Like we're going to garden. Let's garden the best we can. Let's do a really good job of this this year. And that just, well, and especially just being a creative, it's so easy to just look around to the next project mm-hmm. because that's a little bit more exciting than going up and yeah, weeding your weed hill. It is, you know, it so. is. But I shared with Angela yeah. a couple of months ago. We've we've always moved around. We've always been someplace for three years, the next place for three years, the next place for a one year. This mm-hmm. is the longest we've ever been anywhere in our married life, and we've got a you know, some of the big bulk projects done now. And now we're on this detail stage. Not completely. It's we've, a little, we've got big projects, but it is intimidating. Yeah. It's like, no, that trim that you put up, it's up. The wallpaper's up. The trim's up. The joint compound's up. Now you need to yeah. paint the trim, like fill the nail holes, brush down the cobwebs, literally, and paint the trim. Like right. these are those details that you need to finish, finish the job well. Yeah, that's kind of where we are with our kitchen. So oh. our kitchen was our kitchen was so it was like something out of a 1983 magazine spread, <laughs> you know, and we did what we could with what we had. I had my copper sink that I've been carrying around forever waiting for for the right home and I took out cabinets mm-hmm. and put in birch logs to hold up a countertop. That wasn't a forever situation and yeah. now it is really bad. And so we just had this meeting over lattes the other day looking at this kitchen like, okay, uh, yeah, how are we going to be, you know, like I need a kitchen that's going to last like another 30 years. I don't want to be or more, you know, I don't want to jerry rig another kitchen. Yeah. We have some really nice pieces and it looks good in photographs, but that's just because it's charming. But it actually needs to work. The countertops need to not be falling apart. Yeah. You know, I have to like reach under one and like like lift it up before I take a picture. So the butcher block seams get level, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's off. So mm. just standing back and yeah, critically analyzing your space. And then, you know, that's that comes right around to goals again, because then you're looking at budget. You're looking at planning your time. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, all those things. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a, it is a different phase of life a little bit where you're just like, okay, a lot of the heavy heavy lifting is done and we still have a lot to do, but we don't have to do those same things over again. Mm-hmm. Um actually, we've redone our kitchen like 3 times. So what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> But I want to do, I want to be the type of person who can finish things well. I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody else will do the dishes and they leave, you know, like the two ones that need to quote, need to soak in the, in the Shay, sink. <laughs> I really hate that. Shay, I really, really hate that. Like soak until Jesus comes back. Soak until when? I know. Like, like that's why they what? made steel wool right there. Right. Get to it. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I love the kitchen completely cleaned at the end of the day. I like the sink, mm-hmm. any food in the sink drain, get that out. Scour that sink mm-hmm. so there's nothing crusty in it. Put the dishes right. away, wipe off the counters. And I've just done that because I've gotten really good at doing it over the years, but I haven't done that with my house yet. And so it's fun to set those goals and say, okay, this room. We're going to we're going to finish this now. We're going to cover the light switches. We're going to nail up the trim like we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> cover the light switches. See, everyone, you're not alone. God forbid we have exposed wiring. Nope. None of that. Just giant holes in the ceiling going up into the vents. Wouldn't want, wouldn't want to put like a cover over it. at Home Depot. And do you know you how just many times I've been to Home Depot in the last year? Like 700. Like you couldn't have just grabbed one. One of those trips, you couldn't have just grab one. Okay. So like those are, okay, that is a great example. Those are the little things. Like if I had the time to just sit and be really contemplative about um, like the, the flow of the house, you know, it's little things like that, that I would really love to say goodbye to. I would love to be that 
person or even that husband and wife that has a a list by the back door, Mm -hmm. light bulbs, bungee cords, (laughs) scotch tape, you know, whatever. And then whoever walks out the door to go into town, because we don't live by town, you know, you take it with you. And it's not that thing where you've been to Home Depot 700 times and you can't buy a vent. I mean, I would love to say goodbye to that kind of junk. I know. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be amazing. I would feel like such a grown-up. No, it would be amazing. Um, You know, I I shared a couple of episodes ago about my friend Amber when she was like, hey, if it's everybody's problem, it's probably your problem. Remember me telling Mm. you that? And and then we ended up talking about the girls' room and she was like, but they're also really small spaces and all that's true. But what she has said Mm -hmm. has been running through my brain where she was just like, you have to be that much more disciplined actually in your space because our house is small and seven people live here. It's Mm -hmm. not a big house. And, um, you know, for example, like mine and Stu's bedroom, I think it's like eight and a half by seven and a half. Like it's very small. And so if Mm -hmm. a pair of shoes is down and God forbid a throw pillow on the floor and a towel and the bed's not made, I mean, it looks horrible. It just looks, it looks like it's in dire straits. It's not, Mm -hmm. it can be picked up in two minutes, but, um, you have to be that much more disciplined to be that type of a person because mm-hmm. I, I've had I've had the notebook. I've got it all organized. I've got my OK, what do we need from town list? What do we need from the grocery store? What do we need from Lowe's? Do you think I remember to take it in when we go? No, right? of course not. Of course not. So do you think, you know, we've talked. So <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Okay. No, like when we talk about our kids' bedrooms, is it is it character or is it you know? Well, I like to, I like to categorize things or like maturity or morality. <clears throat> yeah, that's how I was encouraged. Like, deal with the morality things. Let the maturity things go a little bit. So it's really not fun to look at yourself and go, "Hey, you're not mature in this area. You're not being self disciplined." Yeah, because it is not rocket science to take a shopping list. Well, yeah. no, it's not. I, you know what I find a lot? I, I'll get overwhelmed and then I just play the overwhelmed martyr. Mm. And um, I think women in general, we like to, we like to do that and, and make it somebody else's fault. We carry a lot as homemakers. Mm-hmm. We carry, we do a lot, especially considering how many of us are working moms and mm-hmm. working homemakers. Mm-hmm. We carry a lot. And there are times I don't want to be next level disciplined because it's hard and it takes energy. <laughs> right. And it's right. easier. And we're like water. We will take the path of least resistance. And so when you're already fighting upstream to be a homemaker or to be a homeschooler or to do an at home business or I mean, take your pick. Um, mm-hmm. You just think, oh, with this one, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But like we were talking about earlier, what that what that does is actually just breed a ton more work and so much wasted energy. So like I shared with you on Monday's episode how I ordered my seeds and it's a silly, small, ridiculous thing. I realize that in the context of this world, but I can't tell Mm -hmm. you the weight that it's taken off of my brain to be like, you don't have to think about that. That's done. Right. And I, my mom used to work with a woman named Julie and Julie would write herself post-it notes on the worst color post-it that she hated. It was like a hot pink and she would write them and she would put them in the most offensive places she could think of, like on her computer screen or on her cell phone screen or like above her kitchen sink. And she mm-hmm. took such, pr- cause they offended her there. And she took such pride in getting rid of all the post-it notes that she can. But every time she thought of something, it was just post it, stamp it, post it, stamp it. And so she, then she would go over and just scan and be like, okay, what can I, okay, schedule this appointment. Okay. Take that, take that one off, you know? And I loved that idea of just be disciplined. And I know it's not that simple, but we can train ourselves. And, and do you find you just waste so much mental energy thinking about something 15 times before you just do it? Right. 15 times the energy. Yeah. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It doesn't doesn't make you feel very good. Well, your brain is just running around in circles and it's like, just do it. Right. Like that Shia LaBeouf meme. Do it. Just do it. (laughs) 
He's in the news right now for not very good reasons. Probably not a great. Oh, really? I haven't checked the news. Sorry. I saw it a few weeks ago. Oh, what a shame. Oh, oh, that guy. I still like it. I still like that meme. I just need somebody to shout at me. You know what I wish sometimes? I wish. No, tell us. I wish that I could stay up past 830. Oh, shame. (laughs) I'm like, can you imagine putting on some nice... French music no. and painting your trim in your kitchen while everyone's sleeping. Have a nice cup of I tea. I used to do that I know, kind of I did stuff. Too. I used to stay up and get crap done. I know. Like, and that kind of stuff, like the white can of paint. Yeah. And that you yes. don't want to do when kids are out because they want to help and you need to yeah. give attention to and them or just. I try to tell my kids that. I'm like, you guys, I didn't used to go to bed at 840. Yeah. They're like, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I actually used to stay up and like. Make food. Yeah. And do stuff. And yeah. I remember my mom saying, you guys will never know how many times I mopped the floor at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. That was her time to put the house back. Mm-hmm. You know, put the kids to bed, clean the house, prep breakfast the next day, iron your tablecloths, you know, just do. I want to do that. <laughs> I do want to do I that. Would, that would actually like be amazing. Even if you didn't do it forever. What if you're just like this week? This week, I'm going to write myself five things I want to get done, and I'm just going to try to knock some of those out. Some of the things I've been wanting to get done, even if it's just something creative, like you've been wanting to practice your watercolors. Well, that's read the problem. A good book. I want to play the piano, <laughs> and I want to I want to do artistic stuff yeah. in the evening. And I'm like, okay, tonight's going to be my night. Tonight, I'm going to have energy. I'll even like have coffee in the afternoon, which is a total no-no for yeah. me. It doesn't matter. 840. I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) But that will change because we've passed the solstice and um, we have to prep ourselves for February, Angela. (laughs) February for you. No, I just mean February is the hardest, most worst month. There's no hope in February. Oh, you're always like starting to garden by the end of February and it drives me crazy. I'm planting some seeds. You call crying on the 14th. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and then on the 28th, you're out like planting. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. This is like such a healthy friendship. <laughs> so healthy. <laughs> oh, so we probably gave him no actual help whatsoever when it comes no. to going. Now you know exactly what to do next year. You got this. You're welcome for all those bullet points. Right. Um, Good luck. (laughs) No, we're behind you guys. And we're so excited for season five because we are going to roll out a new theme. So our hospitality season four is coming to a close. And that has been a very fun one. It was really fun. And I hope that 2021 will allow us that much more hospitality. (sighs) Maybe I will remember in 2021 to have a glass of water on the desk when we record. (laughs) I sound like I have emphysema. I'm just thirsty. (laughs) I'm just so thirsty. (laughs) You just hold on to that hope that next year you'll be a better person. (laughs) I will. I will be hydrated. My friend Natalie always gives me a really hard time for um, not drinking enough water. And I was like, I'm not thirsty. Like, why would I force my if I was thirsty, I would drink water. And I do. But I'm not thirsty all the time. There are those people who drink like three sips of water every four and a half minutes. And you're like, really? (laughs) Are we really that thirsty? (laughs) My I think. Yeah, I have family that does that. I'm just like, wow, that is a lot. (laughs) <laughs> Especially when they're in water bottles, they have to twist off the thing, take two sips, put the lid back on, statue. <laughs> 30 seconds later, how it comes to get it's like just gulp it and get it over with. We got stuff to do. <laughs> yes. Just go get a ball jar and knock it That's back. That's what I do if I'm thirsty. I'm like, there goes the court. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry for all the incessant giggling on this episode, you guys, but it's the end of the year and it's very exciting. And 2021 is going to be just epic. I just know it. (laughs) 
Let us know what. Thanks for joining us. Oh. Visit us, patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. Be sure you join as a fangirl so that you can join us for that end of the year slash season call that we have next week. Details on that will be posted on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. If you would like to get your wines stocked, do visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and get those wonderful naturally yeasted wines in your stash for 2021. And you have just a few more days to get in at cook.theelliothomestead.com on the last two years of archived whole food recipes from me. What am I missing? I think that's okay. It. Have an awesome Christmas tomorrow. And join Merry us Christmas. for Ultra Feminine Friday over on Instagram, where we will be hanging out on Instagram for the next couple of weeks. And we will be back the first, no, the second Monday of January for season five. Yeah. Okay. Well, unbelievable. That's a wrap. We'll see you guys in Sounds 2021. Good. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.